0: Grab your hard seltzer, a glass of wine, or a shot of tequila. It's time for Girl Talk. Let's get real. The mic sounds nice. Check one. The mic sounds nice. Check two. <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl and I always sing 80s and 90s. We do. We're, we're quite skilled like Yes, this, we are. Actually.
1: Vina mm-hmm. can't get me to karaoke, though. That's the only problem.
0: Nope. God damn it. <laughs> I want to. Rob Bass all day long with you, but n- it not. It takes two, Rob Bass. Cheryl and I can sing um, almost as good as the original. Just saying. Uh, yeah. I mean, watch out. I mean, in Rob our heads.
1: <laughs> and out loud. Uh, we've gotten some applause. No, I mean, our- in <laughs> our heads, we're as good as the original. <laughs> well, I think other people would agree, though. If you've heard us perform, no, you would understand. Yeah.
0: Some if someone amazing. would fucking perform, I'll perform. Just not at
1: karaoke Ooh, in I'm front of a hundred.
0: So drunk one night, you're gonna be like, "Yeah, let's fucking do it." And I'm gonna be like, "Okay,"
1: and then, <laughs> and then I won't remember the word. So <laughs> I'll, I'll start
0: singing a whole different song. <sighs> Push it. <laughs> oh shit, wrong song. <laughs> it, y'all don't know this, but Cheryl and I literally sing constantly. We will just be having an everyday conversation and. Multiple times within that conversation, we'll say something that reminds us of a song, and we'll both just quit the conversation and just break out in full song. Sometimes accompanied by dance. (laughs) It depends. Yes. Sometimes (laughs) accompanied with dance.
1: But some songs merit dance to go with them. Yes, they do. And that's just, you
0: got to do that. Okay, so this is episode 11. So now we're on the backstretch to... The big episode 20. Oh, my goodness. I know. So, um, today we're drinking buzz balls again. Again. Because, honestly, (laughs) these
1: are (laughs) fucking amazing. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. They are absolutely amazing, which we did talk them up like crazy in episode 10. So, if you heard episode 10, then you know that we loved them. And, because they were so teeny, I bought a bunch of them and thought we would need them. (laughs) But, these are strong little things right here. So, we had leftovers, and so we were indulging... In episode eleven, with the leftovers, so I have peach balls again, which is vodka with orange juice, and it is delicious.
0: Yes, and I'm drinking the Lotta colada, but later I'm gonna hit the Chocolata. <laughs> yup. I don't even know if that's what it's called, but I just know it's but it chocolate. Be. <laughs> so to start this off, if you don't follow us on Instagram, go to our Instagram story <laughs> because Cheryl tried to get, is trying to kill me with Fireball. That's not exactly how that happened. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. We are at
1: Vina's house, and I didn't know where the fireball was. So, let's start with who brought the fireball out, shall well, I
0: we? Thought, I just thought we needed to wrap it up a little bit. Okay, then yeah. how did I try to kill you? You started this. You poured the damn shot, and it was huge. So we have now had fireball and a buzzball, and we're just gonna we're just gonna that's a ball night. What the Let's go. All the balls. Balls for everyone. Yes, we are in our 40s. You get a ball. You get a
1: ball. Balls are funny, always. I think till the day you die. Yes. Uh, If you're eight and you do, no, is that too young? I think balls are funny at eight. I think they're learning, right? Yeah. 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 So if you're eight and somebody says it and you giggle, or if you're in sex ed in seventh grade, or if you're
0: 40 something years old and you're drinking fireball and buzz balls, balls are just enjoyable. My ninety-six-year-old grandmother used to love to watch funniest home videos, America's funniest home videos, mm-hmm. and her favorite thing was when someone got hit in the balls. She <laughs> would laugh so hard to the point she'd almost pee her pants. Aww. She loved it when guys got hit in the balls. I don't know <laughs> what it was about her, but if if you hit a guy in the balls, my grandmother is rolling. That's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so do are we taking another shot too? I believe we are even though okay. I apparently tried to kill you fuck
1: yeah so really go on the Instagram and look at the size of that shot because I, I don't think it was all that big this one's so a little bit smaller these are cute little glasses well yeah cause you you as my grandma says you gave me what fur with the last one okay
0: let's calm down <laughs> why is mine more okay because you took it Thank away from you. me I couldn't measure mine more than yours you calm down. I can't help it. That you you're like that your date dog. that's, that's trying working. to get. I was gonna say you're like that date that's trying to get me drunk. Is it working? <laughs> Why yes, it is. Come home late, Sasha. Here we go. chairs. Cheers. 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 Mm, fuck me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a normal reaction, <laughs> shot. Oh goodness. Ooh. Okay. Dramatic pause. Yeah, very dramatic.
0: <laughs> I need to recoup
1: for a second.
0: <sighs>
1: and breathe. Fireball's good stuff. It is. Okay, so I don't know if I've told this story before or not. If I have, I apologize for repeating myself, but I had a really good idea one night. I was hanging out with the boyfriend, and we had, so we went out, and we had Angry Balls, which is Angry Orchard apple cider with Fireball, and it was delicious, so good. right?
0: So it was like it was like Christmas in a yes, in a glass. It was ho ho ho. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm editing that out. I think you should keep it. No, I don't think so. It's my turn to edit. Oh fuck.
1: <laughs> That's true. So um, so I had the great idea in my camper one night to. Make a shot that was half fireball and half crown apple because that's the same thing, apple cinnamon. And I thought that would be amazing, right? Yeah.
0: I don't recommend that. Oh, no,
1: it's bad. <laughs> it's really strong. It oh, tastes, is it? it tastes amazing. Mm-hmm. But I think after two, maybe three of those, yeah, it was not pretty. Really? <laughs> oh. Yeah. It hits hard. Does it now? Yeah, it does. It does. Lost over to the eyes. You
0: don't believe me? Try it. Yeah, really. And then reply back and let me know how it goes for you. <laughs> Did uh, someone have... Uh... <laughs> no, Cheryl
1: uh, might have... I spoke about myself in third person. Yeah, that's not no, at all with not... it. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> in case y'all didn't see, because this is not video, I was implying whiskey dick. Back to your scheduled Gosh, programming. Was... Okay, go ahead.
1: That wasn't the issue. The issue <laughs> was... Uh, Cheryl... Dick. No, that doesn't work. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Edit that out, too. No, the issue was... Fuck no. <laughs> Stop it! Oh my gosh. I don't know whose idea it was to do fireball shots before we started this episode. Oh <laughs> I don't know. But, no, the issue was I might have... Forgotten exactly what I was doing, and I kind of fell asleep (laughs) in the middle. No, in the bathroom. (laughs) Oh my god! I went to to the restroom, and that's the last I remember. And all of a sudden, I hear, "Alright, babe." (laughs) Yeah, I felt like I was twenty-two again. Like, um, yeah, I think it's bedtime. (laughs) Were you on the toilet? I'm <laughs> dead. dead. Shorts at my ankles, passed out. Oh, so cold. <laughs> so, if that's your end goal, then please try You're... Crown Apple and Fireball together. You're... That is not I your end goal. Amber told me this story. <laughs> well, it wasn't my proudest moment. <laughs> I am so yeah. dead. Yeah. Luckily, I was in good hands because.
0: That's so <laughs> wow. <Yes. laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna note that real quick. <laughs> to try that soon. <laughs> yeah, to try that soon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you have to remember I have a Russian husband, so he can handle his liquor like there's no tomorrow. It takes a lot to get him to that point. Like a lot, like way more than me. Well, I, I am not suggesting you try to get him to pass out on the toilet. Oh, <laughs> well, you've already seen when he had to physically carry me on a Monday night. <laughs> I don't usually drink on Monday nights. I want a disclaimer right there.
1: Um, That's true. That's true. true. It was, this was only because it was a Monday. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> if we, it would have been a Tuesday,
0: <laughs> she would have been fine. <laughs> But we went out on a Monday.
1: So stupid.
0: (laughs) We went out on a special occasion on a Monday night. And my husband had to physically carry me (laughs) out of the bar in front of everybody. It wasn't even closed. Was it closed? No, no. It was getting close to
1: closing because that was still during COVID hours. Thank
0: God not a lot of people were there. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, because I, I don't, don't remember it was still at
1: 25 or 50% capacity. So okay. there wasn't a lot of people <clears> already <throat> okay. because of that. But then second of all, we definitely were closing the place down. And yeah, so you know what I know really I, likes pickle vodka. That's know, what you need to know. Fuck y'all. <laughs> fuck y'all.
0: Um, fuck y'all. Is the, that Texas? The fireballs kicking uh, in. Fuck y'all off. Yeah. Fuck y'all off. that That's the combination. So. I've already had a night where I had to be carried out of the bar. I'm going to need a night where you have to be carried out of the bar. Okay. Let me just paint this picture, though. It is very cute for a six-foot... How tall is your husband? He's he's He claims he's six-foot, but that bitch is 5'11". Okay. <laughs> for a six-foot...
1: I'm doing air quotes.
0: <laughs> husband to carry out his five-foot six, how are you? I'm five six and three quarters.
1: Sorry, almost five seven. <laughs> so if hubby can be six foot, then Vina can be <laughs> five foot seven. It's very cute to carry out your petite little five foot seven wife. I don't know if it's so cute. To lug the six foot one
0: woman <laughs> over your shoulder. It's gonna be like caveman times. You you're going are gonna have to very grab me by tall. the hair and pull me out. Yeah, you're very tall. He can get you under the arms and I'll get you by the legs. That's just what I It'll want. It will just be yeah. like. <laughs> Sweet. I would definitely want to have to be carried out by more than one person. Yeah. That's 100%. Yeah. I think that's perfect. Oh, great. I'm gonna preface this with today I might have had a little rant on Instagram on our our divorced, drunk divorce thief's Instagram because. How can I put this? We we follow a lot of... um, That have to do with divorce. Thank you. They're not necessarily professionals. Yeah.
1: Just like us. We're not professionals. We're just talking about our own experience. So we follow a lot of people that also are posting about their own experience. Yes. Which means they post things that sometimes we don't agree with. And I'm sure we also do the same. Yeah. Because we're not psychologists or, or sociologists that have degrees and say, this is what you should be aiming for. We're just talking about our own... Issues. Yes. So chances are this mm-hmm. quote that kind of caused the rant. Well, did cause the rant. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be nice. Um, chances are that came from a place where that, you know, that was personal for this person's account. Wow. But when you put that mm-hmm. out to everyone, you have to be careful
0: with that. Yeah, because they have a lot of followers. Right. And it got like 2,000 views. Oh. So, and I know in the grand, you know, Scheme of things, two thousand is a lot, but still, that's two thousand people who saw this meme or whatever and could possibly repost it. Yeah, and I thought it was a very toxic message, and the message was this: a man will change his ways for you if he wants to. And I think that's extremely toxic. There's there's so many things wrong with that. Yeah, so many things wrong with that. So. Man or woman,
1: I just want to preface you know preface that yeah even a, <clears throat> even the thought that a woman will
0: change her ways if she wants you either way it's toxic right and I want to put a disclaimer because I I fully understand that they meant that it you know if a man's a cheating bastard or something else you know terribly toxic or narcissistic or whatever that they'll change their ways if they truly want you that's in such a Terrible message to both the men and women in the situation. Agreed. Number one, for women, it gives them false hopes because what if his ways—and I use air quotes—includes mm-hmm. narcissism? That's not something that's easily overcome. Barely, overcome yeah, ex- ever. What right. if he's abusive? That's not something that's easily overcome. Or you know, ha- we've proven time and time again throughout history that it requires therapy and you know things like that. So. Mm-hmm. Whenever you you tell a woman, so say a woman's with the man and he's very narcissistic, he makes her feel like shit, and you know he's constantly keeping her on the hook and reeling her in when he wants her, but letting her go when he doesn't. You're telling her that he will change his ways if he truly wants you. That's not true. It's his not, ways are fucked yeah, up. His right. ways are very mental. Um, In that capacity, when it comes to like true mental health. Right, right, right. In other ways, lead you
1: to believe that if someone is mentally ill, it is your job to change them. Because that's so dangerous. I spent decades, as Mm -hmm. did you, trying to change someone. Thinking if I just lived my life the right way, they would see how much I love them. And they would change for me and stop being like that. But when it's a mental health issue like that, that's not something that is going to change very possibly if they do the right things and it's a mental health issue, maybe they can change it. But if you're talking about narcissism or certain issues that are difficult to overcome, it gives someone the idea that it's their job or responsibility to cause that change when it's not, it has to come from the man or woman responsible for it. And I, I think I think maybe it can be seen in two different ways. Like when you when you're developing that couple culture with someone, it's a newer relationship and you're getting to know each other and you realize certain like little things that bug each other or that you could do differently to make each other happy. But they're the they're the little things. Mm-hmm. They're not the big gigantic, you know, cheating, yelling, name calling. God forbid, hitting, you know, those big things, those aren't the things that should be put into that, that should be included in that quote. So when you say the, someone can change their ways, I feel like that can include their, their personality and they are who they are. And that's dangerous. Exactly. To, to chase that. Right. Because it's a constant, it's a constant moving target like if i just change this then my significant other won't do that. Oh, they're still doing that. Okay, well i should change this and then maybe they'll stop. And it's just cat and mouse the whole yeah, time. I fully agree. Which is
0: so toxic. And i'm even going to flip this and say, you know, on the flip side because you know, we've said it over and over again, we support men fully and completely. Um a woman will change her ways for you if she wants. You know, if she truly wants you. All, everything we're saying goes both ways, right? That's why I truly believe that this was a very toxic thing to say to put out there, right? And so many people were liking it and clapping it and loving it, and I just I cannot believe that number one, that type of message was support was put out there. Mm-hmm. Number two, it was created by you know whoever, right? It, it's being supported like there's no tomorrow. And so I thought in this episode we'd truly break it down because I think it applies to many of us.
1: So many of us. Yeah.
0: Right. So as as toxic as it may be, it, it does apply to us. And so many of us do it. Right. Or well, expect it, right. I should say. Why do we expect it, though? Like, wh- what causes us
1: to go into a relationship thinking... Okay, this person will be perfect for me if uh-huh. I can change this and I can change this and I can change this. Yep. And why is that the person that you're interested in if you're already from the get-go saying, oh, this isn't gonna work for me? He he's cute, but I can't do this. Oh, he's a nice guy, but I can't do this. Right. Why why is that accepted and why why is changing each other something that we're chasing, I don't understand that. I think it comes down to the
0: fact that, as I as I looked through the comments, I saw over and over and over again this the same type of comment from women. Um, it was it was everyone that was in in agreement with this mm-hmm. were giving partial stories about how they chose very toxic men. Not just disclaimer. Not just saying that men can be toxic. That was just his post. Yeah, right, right, right. So it was it was the same type of comment from people who didn't even that were strangers on the internet, basically, mm-hmm. and they were saying over and over and over again, "You know, I just got out of this relationship, and he couldn't change for me, and he was a cheating son of a bitch." And you know, this this comment was, "Oh yeah, you know, he was a narcissistic asshole." And the, okay, well you're choosing very toxic men over and over and over again. And I'm looking through the 400 or something comments and it was the same thing over and over and over and over again. I totally,
1: totally understand what you're getting at because I've seen that in so many different posts that it's kind of a bandwagon thing. Like somebody will tell a story and then, and we're talking about women in this case just because of this post, but then the other women jump on and they're like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Me too. Yes. Me too. This happened to me. This happened to me. And then you get all of these stories together. And then I feel like the women band together. And it's just this idea that, you know what? Fuck all men. They're all pigs. Mm
0: -hmm. We've
1: got our shit together. They're all a Mm -hmm. mess. We've got to change them all to be able to put up with us or to be able for us to be able to put up with them. But they don't realize that the toxicity is coming from themselves, not from the men. Like the men aren't pigs. The men you're choosing
0: <laughs> yeah. might be pigs, but yeah. but you can't lump them all into that. That's unfair that, to the men. But that's what they do. They live right? to this whole bandwagon of all men are pigs and let's crush, you know, uh, toxic masculinity. And let's, but, and, and trust me, that's a different subject. And I, I understand there's a whole section of that that yeah. I do agree with. However, we've, we, you actually made a post about this today that resonates and that's something that I want you to address in the future. Basically, I think that we as women choose bad, make bad decisions in men over and over and over and over again to the point where we just assume all men are bad and we start to label them. And that's not fair.
1: No, no, but we, we are pigeonholed into choosing the same type of man. For various reasons. And then we we choose the same type over and over and over. And they hurt us in the same way mm-hmm. over and over and over. And so then we share those stories with other people. And, of course, a post like that will resonate with women who have been screwed over by toxic men, yeah. too. And so here come all the the people who think that the toxic situation is someone else's fault because they haven't taken the time to realize that they're the ones causing the toxicity by choosing someone who's wrong for them.
0: Yeah. I
1: agree. And I did the same thing. I did the same thing. Oh, I did too. Yeah. I think a good year, year and a half after my divorce, I I didn't date right away. But when I did start dating, they were like replicas of my ex-husband because that is what I was used to. And so therefore, that's what I thought men were. And so I was definitely on that bandwagon for a while until I realized, wait, (laughs) all men aren't like this. Yeah, You know, there are, are men out there that and actually I have to give credit to my oldest daughter because she really opened my eyes. She had a conversation with me one day after I'd broken up with a guy who was definitely horrible for me. And she said, you know, you just have to find a man who has emotional intelligence. And for a lot of people that might be common sense, but coming from where I came from, I never thought about that for a second. No, we what, weren't, what do you we mean weren't taught we weren't taught that. No, no, we yeah. mean a man with emotional intelligence. So at that time she was 21. My 21-year-old daughter taught me what was healthy. And and I took that moving forward and I thought, oh my gosh. And then I watched other people with their significant others and started learning what a man with emotional intelligence is. And how that differs from the toxic men that I had been choosing. Yep. And so that helped me realize that the issue wasn't with all men are pigs. The issue was with, I am looking for toxicity when I should be looking for healthy, but I didn't really believe that I deserved healthy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That- not only did I not know that it existed, but once I realized it existed, that was for other women. That yeah. wasn't for me because... Toxics what I knew. Exactly.
0: You know? No, I hundred percent that resonates with me beyond belief because I I think it all comes down to a self-worth and value issue. Um ding, 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 yeah. Ding. And as I'm reading through these comments, I'm not placing judgment because I see myself in the comments. Right. I've been that person. Um, I've been the person that, you know, chose the like you said chose the wrong man for the wrong reasons but it's because no one taught me anything different you're taught you know you want a breadwinner you want you know a strong man you want to take care to of you protect you and protect the house and well no one taught me to look for narcissism to look for abuse to look for you know compatibility with sex compatible you know in my religion we weren't even allowed to have sex you know right. before marriage so all these things are that we really to to have a truly healthy relationship you need to be looking for all of these things and if if most of these aren't checked then that's not the person for you right. so it's it's actually wrong to say to that person if you truly wanted me you would change and it's wrong to believe that as well that puts them in a situation because maybe they're perfect for someone else right and it puts me in a situation to where I'm holding out hope for something that may never fit me. If that makes sense. It makes perfect
1: sense. It comes down to that sort of a situation. Are you honestly interested in this person or do you have this person's attention? And so you're going to try to mold them into who you want them to be. Ding, ding. And, and that's a huge difference. Like if you fall for someone, then you fall for who they are, period. Mm -hmm. Faults, quirks, everything. Will they get on your nerves sometimes? Uh yeah. Yeah. Will there be
0: issues? Yeah, but you're going to get on their nerves. <laughs> you have issues. Like, you know. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I never get on my
1: boyfriend's yeah. nerves. <laughs> no, of course not. So, maybe if you're chasing the idea of what a relationship is supposed to be, but that person doesn't fit it, then instead of trying to change the big things about them, not the the teeny little things that make you a stronger couple, but the big things, maybe you cut them loose and find someone that more fits your mold of what you think a relationship should be.
0: That's the comment that I left where I said, if he doesn't fit your mold, then maybe he isn't for you. Right. You know, let him go so he can be with someone else. And that led me into also the thought in that comment was a lot of these women, I'm guilty of it. A lot of these women are overlooking the guys that don't have to be changed to fit their life, right. to want them to, you know, be in the perfect relationship, but they're considered the nice guys and they're considered the boring guys. And they're considered the, you know, not the typical guy that you look at. And, and I'm not talking about looks, right, but, right, right. You know, personality wise, yeah, personality wise, it, and it's different for everyone, so there's not one, you know, one type of male that fits this scenario exactly. But all too often, you know, we as women, and I can't speak for men, but I'm going to assume it's men. But I would love to hear a male perspective on this. Yeah, I would too, because yeah. that,
1: that's a good point.
0: Yeah, I, we're, 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 we're going to hit up
1: some of the guys about this. because We kind of get know.
0: in the cycle where we pick the same guy, type of guy, over and over and over again, and they were like, "Whoa, is me." Why can't I ever just have a healthy relationship? Because look at your past relationships. They're the same type of fucking guy over Over and over and over and over again.
1: Right. It's like we forget that there are different types of personalities out there. Yeah. And
0: all of a sudden, all men are horrible. Right. But if you look back, look at the men you turned down. Look at the men you turned down over the years. They probably would have been the perfect fucking fit. Right. But, oh, I'm just not attracted to him. Oh, he was too nice. Oh, he didn't, you know, do this. Or, yeah. oh, he didn't do that. Is, that. is this or that really worth, you know, completely not even considering a relationship with? Right. You know, maybe they would have been a perfect fit. Maybe those are some things that you get into a relationship and you realize you don't need. Right.
1: Okay, so question. Okay. How many of us chase... That type of man, a a toxic, unhealthy man for us, at least for who we are, right? because we haven't done the work that we need to do to value ourselves and to love ourselves and to complete ourselves. And so therefore we reach out to someone expecting them to complete us, expecting them to make us happy instead of doing the work we need to do to be happy independently, which then Attracts you to an entirely different type of person. Right. Entirely different.
0: Someone recently literally had this conversation with me where she says, I want to be okay if I lose him. Like, Mm -hmm. I I want to know that I'm okay without him. You see the meme all the time where it says, if you are healthy and happy with yourself, then you can be in a healthy, happy relationship. Right. I think it all starts with yourself. If you can't love yourself, how the hell can you properly love anyone else? Right. And and once you reach that point where you do love yourself and you do
1: value who you are and what you bring to a relationship, then you look for someone who also loves themselves. I fully agree. And value what they bring to a relationship. And so instead of having this. Like, I need to change you to fit this mold and maybe them being the same way. Instead, you have two people who value themselves and know what they can give to a relationship and therefore pour into this healthy relationship.
0: fully agree. If you're in a healthy relationship with yourself, Mm -hmm. then it is that much easier to be in a healthy relationship with someone else. A hundred percent. And I feel like that's something I've
1: definitely learned in the last year. Maybe yeah. a little bit less than a year, yes. Because I, I was the same one chasing people that would give me attention. Yeah, maybe nice guys, maybe not. But if I just tweak them a little bit, if I just change yeah. them a little bit, which really wasn't a little bit, and in, in my head maybe it was, but it really wasn't. Right. But if I just did that, then everything would be great. But
0: then when I, but what's going on with you? Right. Like, exactly. In, in that time, exactly. Well, what I, what kind of tweaking did you need? I, I needed a complete overhaul
1: of, yeah. of my own self-worth because I, I didn't think that I deserved better.
0: So I didn't look for better. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, that in and of itself is the, is the underlying reason why I think this is a very toxic thing to put out there. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a perfect example um, or segue into talking about breaking cycles and, you know, Recognizing that what we're missing within ourselves, that causes us to ignore warning signs in mm-hmm. others um, or in relationships. Breaking the cycle is a big thing in my family. We don't do it. We do the same thing over and over and over again, generation after generation after generation. Wow. And we recognize it, the, you know, as these these generations that are born nowadays, starting with mine, we recognize what we're doing wrong mm-hmm. in our relationships but we just can't seem to stop it. There are a few of us, including myself. I, I will throw myself in there, just because I did do. Even though my marriage ended after you know twenty years, I did do things differently. So um, there have been efforts to break cycles, but for the most part, it's been the same type of relationship over and over and over again. So I'm going to defer to you and, and let you begin. Uh, talking about what we're, we might be missing within ourselves right. that causes us to miss those warning signs, or I'm going to go even further to say, refuse to see those warning signs. Ooh, good one. Good I one. think that's the, the the main thing. It's not that we're missing them. We're just flat out ignoring the hell out of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. And
1: even though my history is a little bit different, it's the exact same thing for me. I don't think that I came from... background of people trying to break cycles i feel like my parents had a healthy marriage but then i ended up Mm. in an unhealthy marriage and realized that by by looking at them and saying okay they're doing this right they're happy there's equality there what what am i doing wrong to not have that in my marriage so i thought that i was the broken one and i was doing something incorrectly and I wasn't giving what I was supposed to give. And so I just really dove in with everything I had. I read all the marriage books. I was the stellar, most best wife I could be. My ex-husband would (laughs) disagree with that, but I
0: tried my damnedest. That's on him though.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't own that at all because I know that I gave what I thought was everything I was supposed to give in retrospect. I know that I threw that scale way off balance and gave way more. And because of his narcissism, he took advantage of it. And so I needed to break that cycle for myself to then show my daughters that that's an unhealthy cycle. I didn't have any idea how I was going to do that. I just knew I had to leave. So I, I wasn't breaking generational curses necessarily just breaking my own curse If that makes sense.
0: No. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. You, you saw a cycle, you know, a a potential for a cycle Mm -hmm. and you broke it. Yeah. I think I I saw
1: glimpses of who I used to be and realized I wasn't that person at all anymore. I had no self-worth. I had no strength. I, I had the, what I thought was the facade that I was supposed to put on to the world of the perfect marriage and, and, you know, like we've talked about the, before the house and the white picket fence and, and the great jobs and, you know, every, all the, all the boxes you're supposed to check off to have this successful marriage. Mm. And, and so I thought I was doing that. And so therefore, <coughs> why wasn't I having the successful marriage? Did I need to check off more boxes? Exactly. But it never occurred to me that I wasn't expecting enough from myself for myself.
0: Makes perfect sense. I spent the entire
1: time trying to do better for him. Mm-hmm. Even when I did work on myself, if I was going to the gym, if I was eating healthy, if I was reading self help books, anything that I was doing was aimed at trying to please him. What? Make not, him happy? Yeah, not make myself yeah. a better person. Ultimately, it did strengthen me. I didn't expect that. But ultimately, it backfired. On the reason that I thought I was doing it yeah. for, and and made me stronger to the point that I realized, holy shit, I I think I found my own answer accidentally, and I think the answer is not what I thought it was Yeah. to be. Exactly, the answer is a divorce, and that was huge for me because I definitely didn't think I was capable of being by myself.
0: Along the same lines, you know, we've gotten to know the the lame show guys. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a podcast, and it's actually the male perspective of divorce. And you know, we hope to join them in the future and have them join us. But hope they like Buzzballs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hope they do. Hope apparently, I hope they like double shots of Fireball. <laughs> but they said something on their most recent episode that you just brought up. You know that you're you have the society view of the white picket fence and the perfect marriage. And mm-hmm. they were talking about, should marriage be, you know, the end goal? Right, And that actually caused me to step back when I, when I listened to that podcast and I read some of the comments in our, you know, on their Instagram, it caused me to step back and go, okay. Cause I've done both. I took the, you know, with, with my 18 to 20 year marriage, I took the route of we dated about a year, then we got married. Everything, you know, moved super super quickly, but you know, the date and then get married and then have start having kids instantly and you you put together this white picket fence perfect family mm-hmm. ASAP. Right. So I did that. And it lasted about 18 to 20 years. And then and the reason why I said 18 to 20 years is because we separated 18 years, but we got divorced at 20 years. So gotcha. But then on the the other hand, my current husband that we just got married last month, I was with him six and a half years. And we, you know, sometimes lived together some, you know, for a time we lived together for a time we did not, you know, we've, we've broken up, we've gotten back together. We definitely took a different route, but never was marriage the end goal. Right. We never, until recently, even started discussing marriage. It was more of what is best for us as far as longevity. Right. You know, right. and so I came to realize that whenever he and I just relaxed and lived day to day, and I was a healthy person within myself, and he was a healthy person within himself, and we came together as two healthy people and brought. All of that shit to the table, you know, all of those wonderful things, not shit, but wonderful things to the table. (laughs) Wonderful shit. (laughs) Wonderful shit to the table. And had so much to offer each other and had no societal pressures, no, you know, let all of that other baggage go. Mm -hmm. Didn't focus on an end game. You know, necessarily, but hey, let's get through today. Let's get through tomorrow. Let's get through the next day, and we just took it day by day by day. When we finally did that and and released, you know, even told some of our family to fuck off. You know, they're like, when are y'all gonna get married? And you know, you're living in sin. But when we finally gave them the the finger and said it's none of your goddamn business, Mm -hmm. we were so much happier that marriage then seem the natural next step. Right. As opposed to the well we've got we've we have to do this. We have to lock each other down. Yeah we that's have, what you do. That's what you do. <laughs> right. You gotta put a ring on it. Yep. You know if you like it then you should have put a ring on it type of thing. Well no that's not necessarily true. Sorry right. Beyonce but that's not necessarily true because it if you like it then nourish it every day. Water it every day treat it just like you do your favorite houseplant, You know right. your your favorite Fur baby. You will literally be kinder to a stranger on the street than you will to someone you love in your family. And we've got to reverse that. Absolutely. We have to be kinder to our loved one and to our significant other, or just as kind as we are our fur babies and strangers on the street and so houseplants. What and- <laughs> I hear
1: you saying is we want our men to pet us and feed us <laughs> and take us for oxygen. I hate your gas. <laughs> That is not a bad life. <laughs> no, it's not a bad life. It's not a bad life. Just don't be feeding me the dry kibble. But, you know, otherwise, I, I'm, I'm bored with that. But I, I think... <laughs> got <No>, <laughs> I love it.
0: That's when we get into
1: that routine. Yes, yeah. I do absolutely agree with what you're saying. Because when you get into that cycle of, okay, so the next step is we're supposed to get married. Okay, so now we're married. We checked off that box. And now we're supposed to... Uh, morph into this mundane life where we go to work every day and we're Uh married and we come home and hey, Mr. Hey, Mrs. And we watch Jeopardy and we go to sleep. Uh RIP Alex Trebek. Jeopardy Jeopardy's still on. Oh, it is because I saw those guest hosts. But anyway, is that that our, our end goal? Or I love what you said about just, and that's something I've been working on so hard in my entire life right now is just letting go of expectations yeah just wake up in the morning and how am I going to strengthen myself my relationship everyone around me my life
0: who today gives a how shit what other people
1: think right how am I going to be better today than I was yesterday I don't care who's watching I don't care what anyone thinks I just want to be stronger in who I am which then branches out into yeah. my relationships with everyone else around me including my significant other exactly and like Again, like you said, I'm just agreeing with everything you said, but I I love that you said this because it's the same in my relationship right now. Then marriage becomes something exciting and something to look forward to,
0: not a box that we check off because that's what you're
1: supposed to do. Yeah.
0: Not a pressure. Right. Yeah. Because if you're, if your end game is just, okay, marriage, then now you have a timetable. Right. And... Is getting to know that person in their entirety gonna fit in that timetable? Because you're gonna, if you have a timetable, you're definitely gonna rush some shit. Right. And if you rush getting to know this person and truly seeing if you're a perfect match, then no no fucking wonder, you know, half the nation ends in divorce or half of marriages end in divorce. Right. Because Because, we're so busy chasing that end goal. Yeah. Because we have to be married. No, bitch, you have to get to know the person that you're with and in, in every single way. And they have to get to know, to know you in every single way mm-hmm. and grow together. And at some point marriage may become a, not an end goal. I hate that phrase and an in, end, an end, you know, end game or end goal, because this is for life. Like there's a whole hell of a lot of life after marriage. Right. But I feel like
1: you're you're hitting the nail on the head there because people who do treat it as an end goal, they get to that goal and then they're like, okay, now what?
0: Yeah. Well, they they give up. That's when yeah. you get that's when you get the whole the and they're stereotypes for a reason. Sorry, I'm gonna throw this out there. Yeah. But that's when you get the the frumpy housewife that lets herself go. And that's when you get the the you know there's no sex in the marriage, so someone starts being addicted to porn, and right. you know then infidelity happens, and or you know then bank accounts start getting yeah. hidden, and you know all that shit happens because marriage was the end game, and you didn't plan for the fucking hereafter, right? Or even the wedding was yeah. the end game, yeah
1: not the marriage that comes out dollars
0: 25,000 30,000 50,000 on a wedding why don't you spend that on the rest of your life getting to know your significant other exactly. and be, and truly connecting on a on a soul level on a you know physical level or you know sexuality Ex- go crazy in the bedroom do stuff that you never would have imagined because you're so comfortable with that person that you know you are willing to let yourself go mm-hmm. because that, yeah, that's no, what's ahead. no, I was going to say, that's what's wrong. I truly believe that that's, what's wrong with relationships is that we focus so much on, and shout out to Lynn Show for bringing this topic up, but we, <laughs> we focus so much on the end game and the end game is, is literally in the beginning of our relationship. And then what? Right. That's, that's bullshit toxic teaching right there and it's generational so sorry no 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 don't
1: be sorry it's it's totally valid because we we spend i think the majority of our upbringing thinking that that's the end game yeah you go to school then you keep going to school if that's your goal you graduate Or in the Mormon religion, you go on your mission. You you take whatever that step is to mean you're an adult. Mm -hmm. And then you're ready for the next box to check, which is marriage. And then you're ready for the next box and the next box. And you just keep checking off
0: these boxes because that's what you do. And what happens in between the boxes? That's the problem is uh, what happens? What happens after marriage? And if you choose the wrong person, which is what we're, we're talking about today, then what happens then? I, we, there's definitely something that we're missing. Oh, in for relationships. sure. There, there's, a, there's a missed opportunity there to truly have, I don't know if it's like better woven or more spiritual depth or connection or whatever, but we're, we're focusing on the wrong shit when we get yeah. in relationships. I think one word that has come up a lot in just every facet
1: of my life lately, whether it be relationships with with my boyfriend, with my friends, with myself, is authentic. I I think we lose sight of our authentic selves. And then we try to play these roles of wife or mom, as we think mom's supposed to be, or employee, whatever role we're trying to fulfill. And then little by little, we chip away at at who we are authentically. Mm -hmm. And then we just get into like almost this robotic movement of just checking off the boxes. Yeah. And we don't, as you said, focus on the here and now and how we can be better people and how we can be more true to ourselves. Yeah. And And get to know our own self-worth as we mentioned earlier. Absolutely. I think my, in my marriage, I chased those boxes, checking them off for, for 22 years and percent. I was so worried about what it would look like to the outside if I didn't have all my boxes checked that I didn't stop and think about well I should care why I'm checking these boxes. Yeah, how does it make you feel? Right. Right, but I never I never stopped to to think about that. Instead, I just thought, well, I if I keep checking, if I keep learning, if I keep doing what society tells me is the right thing to do, then I will find my happiness. Yeah. I really did believe that for so 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 long, and then now that I've totally flipped the script on that, I know that spending time with myself and just living authentically to bring the word up Mm -hmm. again—just living—is who I am. I wake up every day and I am who I am. I don't have those masks or those roles or those boxes to check, and and my life fits me. So I
0: and if it it doesn't. You let it go. Yeah. If something doesn't, you let it go. I let it go. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you I don't try to, you don't try to change it and hold on to it. No, I'm not trying to because now it, Yeah, exactly. because yeah. Then it makes you toxic. Right. Then it brings toxicity into your, to your environment that you've created that is, is good and good for you. And peaceful. Yeah. So peaceful. Yeah. And I don't want to, to make that environment
1: about changing his ways. I don't want to be with someone who I feel like I have to wake up every morning and decide how I'm going to make him change his ways to fit my ways. Mm-hmm. No, I, I just am who I am. And I'm happy with that and have found someone who's happy with who he is. And together we just feed into each other instead of nitpicking at each other. Yep. And it's so much healthier. And even it's been eight months that we've been together and I 100% can say that he knows me at a deeper level than my husband of 22 years ever, ever, ever did Mm -hmm. in eight months. I I can sit down and openly be myself and say whatever I want to say, good, bad, or indifferent, and know that I'm with the right person because he takes it, he listens to it, he gives me feedback if I ask for feedback, he... Just smiles and nods. If I'm yeah. just You know, saying what I need to say. And, but he's not trying to change me. He's not trying to tell me why my thoughts are right or wrong. So, and you're not, like, chi- in turn, you're not trying to change him. Right. Right. Because I don't feel that pressure. I don't feel like I've just changed mentally so much that I just don't feel like that's my job. Right. And nor do I want it to be. Right. He's a whole person. I'm a whole person. And together we're just waking up every morning and figuring out. How to be more badass.
0: Yeah. No, I I think that's a I think that's a great point. And I think that's a point that we are somehow we're missing. And we have for decades now. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, there was a time where way back when where you just didn't get divorced, you just suffered through it. All right. Since divorce has become, you know, more acceptable, and I use acceptable in air quotes. <laughs> But more acceptable and people are just, you know, abandoning marriages. I think all too often, you know, therapists and psychiatrists and all these experts are looking into what could you have done as a couple to save it? I think that's wrong. I think we need to look at, were you truly meant to be married? Right. I think we need to start there. Where not what could you have done to save your marriage. Let's go back to when you were dating. Were you truly meant for each other or were you just fighting for each other so much for whatever reason that you couldn't let go because you thought for sure. And I'm guilty of it. I've done it. Yeah. You know, I've definitely done it, but you hold on and hold on and hold on. Even when it's maybe not meant for you just because, you know, for a million reasons, you know, I can't name everyone. Mm -hmm. I, I truly believe that if we go back and we start there, that's when we're going to change the divorce rate. Yeah. I agree. Stop fucking getting married because you think it's the next goddamn step. Right. Stop dating someone that truly doesn't fit you or you truly don't fit them. Start there. Pick people who fit you. Change your likes and dislikes. Change your radar, you know, whatever. Start looking outside the box. If you look for the same person over and over and over again and it's failed, stop looking for that fucking person. Right. Switch it up. Yep. Look for someone completely different. Yeah. Someone that that It's not rocket
1: science. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're right. If you're if you're continually trying to put a square peg in a circle hole. It, you're gonna jam it in there eventually. Yeah, you
0: can take a fucking sledgehammer, and that yeah. bitch is gonna go in. Right, you're it's gonna, gonna break everything, but it's gonna go in. Right, and you're gonna get what you you're gonna get what you want.
1: Exactly. But you're gonna fight like hell to do it. Yep. But if you just wait and wait and figure things out and study it and then figure out which circle pad goes in which circle hole, it, you're set. You've got something that's meant to be and is supposed to be, and it's still gonna be hard after that. I mean, living with someone day in and day out is not. Is not the easiest. It even, has its difficulties. Even in the best of circumstances, right. it still has its difficulties. So you better got to be strong as fuck to begin yeah. with. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure you have handfuls of people that you can say the same thing, but I have talked to so many of my friends that have said, even before their wedding day, they knew it wasn't meant to be.
0: Oh my gosh. My first marriage. Oh, my yeah, marriage. You have you told me that. that. Yeah, my marriage right. that, what, The one before the 18 year mm-hmm. one that lasted a year. Right. right. Literally knew it was not going to last, but my stubborn ass was ready to make it last, was ready to prove everyone wrong because I could do it. I could change him. <sighs> my gosh, I've heard that so many times. And that's why my bitch ass ended up divorced at 20. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're, we're talking about all these, you know, problems mm-hmm. in in relationships and, to flip yeah. the script. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. Warning signs and things like that. But let's it, and we tell people to start from the beginning. But how how do we do that? Like, what are what are some good advice that we can give on how to change how we enter into a relationship? I right. mean, I don't want to present a problem without yeah. presenting a solution. Yeah. Wow.
1: I if I had the answer, then I could you know, be worth millions,
0: but I, I can say what I did. Well, and by God, find the answer. Cause I want to be <laughs> <laughs> bring on that money.
1: Yeah. Uh, I personally just uh, figured out that I needed time alone. And that was hard because I didn't necessarily know how to be alone or want to be alone. Mm-hmm. But ultimately little by little, I realized I needed to spend time inside my own head. And figure out why I was making the choices that I was making. Mm -hmm. And after spending some time with myself and reading some great books and listening to some good podcasts, I realized that I didn't value myself. So if I don't value myself, then I'm not going to look for someone who values me.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: If you don't love yourself, then how can you find someone else who will truly love you?
0: Exactly. So
1: I built up love for myself just Spending time with myself, going on walks in nature by myself, reading as odd as it may or may not be. I don't know, studying couples that I thought were healthy and that I pictured myself being like in the future, including you and your husband, like watching your interactions and how comfortable you guys were and still are with each other and thinking that's what I'm going for and I'm not going to stop till I find it. And so I didn't know when that would be. I I right. really for a while had it in my head that it might be years. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know then I was blessed to find someone that uh, that is exactly what I was looking for. But I had to first spend time by myself. Right. And get that straight because I I was just I felt like I needed to be take I needed to be taken care of. And so I just jumped from man to man because I can't take care of myself. I'm not capable of that because I didn't believe in myself. And now I know I could live with myself, by myself, and do everything for myself for the rest of my life if I have to. Right. So the fact that I'm adding someone in is because I want to, not because I'm coming from a place of desperation.
0: Perfectly said. Thank you perfectly said you are comfortable in your own skin your own life your own situation to where someone coming in is it's not that you need them Mm -hmm. it's that they're just you know you want them they're an addition right and that is a huge thing the difference between feeling like you need someone in your life well truthfully none of us need someone i hate to be alone hate to be alone but could I do it? Yes. I had to come to the, like you, I had to come to terms with the fact that I could be alone for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I could, and I would be just fine. Right. Do I want to No. but because I didn't want to, I I was cramming in enforcing situations and you can't do that. That's not, that's not a, a healthy relationship. Well that's exactly how you get back to the quote that yeah. we started this with.
1: You get you try to cram someone into what you want. So then you try to start changing them to fit what you want. Instead yeah. of just being by yourself until you find the person who is exactly what you want and you don't have to change anything about them. And I think both you and I can attest that it's the easiest fucking relationship ever. Yeah.
0: It's so easy. I'm not Entering saying it's it. no, always it's, easy. No. Of course Do we have not. our issues? Yes. Every relationship hell, will. Well, three nights ago, I was mad as hell and sitting in here at three o'clock in the morning, you know, sitting in here by myself contemplating things because I didn't want to lay in bed mad, <sighs> you know, and the next day we talked it through and we were fine. Mm-hmm. And eventually I went back to bed, but I needed a moment. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, there's nothing about this that says it's going to be easy. But is it easier? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of people see that as boring. I don't want a boring relationship. Oh, you want one that's toxic as hell? That, yeah. you know, because, yeah, it's not boring, but it's also toxic. And it sucks the living life out of you. So you know what's okay? Boring. Boring. But and I don't I mean, mean... I know, yeah, I know. Easy. Yeah, Have easy. boring with easy? Yes, we can. Easy. Yes. Because they I see get it, it as boring. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Other people see it as boring. Yeah. Because you've become so used to toxicity that that equals adrenaline rush, addiction. which equals excitement, which is dopamine, which is exactly an addiction. Yeah. You're addicted to <clears throat> choosing the wrong person because it gives you that rush. And then it becomes like a game. Chase yep. them, change them, make them yours. But...
0: When you don't, they Not break your pig. heart. Yeah, of
1: course, of course. And then you post
0: about it, and I then so. you post about it, and everyone supports you. And oh, girl, you you don't need him. You got it. men are pigs, yeah, we, and we come full circle, yeah. But when you're in a relationship that's
1: easy, aka boring to some people, it, it's it's the
0: little things. It's just the beauty of this. yeah. Isn't it great? You it's, see it from a whole different perspective, and gosh. I've been in both. Yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. And you see it from a whole different perspective. It is there's there's excitement and freedoms within it because it is easy. Right. It's a different level. So like the toxicity
1: I came from of he walks through the door and we all have to see what kind of mood he's in to mm-hmm. adjust how we're going to act for the rest of the night. That caused a hell of an adrenaline rush. Yeah. But in a really negative way. Yeah. I I don't have that anymore now i can just breathe and enjoy and so instead the exchanges that happen between my boyfriend and i are hey listen to the lyrics of this song it reminds me of us yeah that never happened in my marriage ever but it happens all the time with my boyfriend now because we're both super into music and and we relate to things like that and we think of things like that and so it it may seem like a little thing To a lot of people, but to me, it's the world. Like this man's listening to this song and it reminds him of me Mm -hmm. and he takes the time to send that to me. I don't care how simple, boring, whatever word you want to use for it.
0: It's beautiful. Oh, and and it's at a whole different level of what my old marriage was. Oh, absolutely. And, and I'll even expound on that and say, do you also find that because it it is easy and y'all are so connected that you're comfortable in exploring i'm comfortable with whatever my significant other suggests whether it be sexually whether it be adventurous whether it be like suddenly i am comfortable doing all those things that made me timid or made Mm -hmm. me fright you know frightful or made me i am now like i still may hesitate in the beginning but i'm so comfortable with him that i'm willing to do it all and in fact now i'm even making suggestions you know turning it up a notch in the, in the bedroom. We're, we're on about an eight or nine now. So, (laughs) but that's because I'm so comfortable that, Mm -hmm. that it's, it's okay. And in my previous relationship, the, the comfort in the bedroom and adventures and all of those things that give you a sense of excitement and an adrenaline, adrenaline rush, those started declining Mm -hmm. after marriage. The more toxic we became with each other, the less adventurous, the less sexual. And adrenaline wasn't there as much. And it was only there in those very toxic, high heated moments. Yeah. You know, and so at least it, you know, it's like the old saying goes, is that uh negative attention is still attention. Right. Well, a heated argument is still, you know, something.
1: It's you know, still it, it's something. still it's still yeah. some
0: kind of excitement because oh I have gosh. excitement nowhere else. Right. Whereas now, I, we have to think about excitement. We're like, you know, we get along so well and we don't really, you know, we argue, but we don't like, it's not volatile. Right. right. It's not end of the world arguing. No. So are we going to try, you know, we... What, what are we going to conquer next? Yeah. Or what little thing are we going to try in the bedroom? Or what, you know, that's where we get our adrenaline rush yeah. now is trying new things Yeah, in all different avenues. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. that's fun as fuck. It's so much fun. Yeah. It, it's
1: more fun than I seriously ever anticipated in a healthy relationship. Yeah. Because I, just like you said, I got so into my excitement. We're, we're, this is the air quotes episode. Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> We have done it so many yeah, times.
1: We, have. we need video for this. <clears> of <throat> uh, The excitement was the, the arguments and the, and there were good times sprinkled in there. I'm not going to say it was 22 years of, you know, arguments. Of course. Yeah. But the adrenaline definitely came from the negative side of it. And now, like, we're sharing music and reading books together and deciding what adventures we're going to go on and, and talking about, you know, let's do this and let's do that. It's a us against not even against us exploring the world exactly instead of me against him in survival mode yeah it's a whole different ball game 100% and it's like and I'm sure you and your husband are the same way it's it's just days of hey look at this we should check this out hey let's try this hey this looks like fun you know just sending each other links all the time and talking about things to explore and
0: completely new yeah yeah, it it's it's unlike anything I've ever known. Mm-hmm. Same. And that came from a lot of of soul searching and refusing to put on those societal pressures. Get rid of all the checked boxes. Step out of your comfort zone. Be comfortable with yourself, so that that person is an addition to your life rather than right. a necessity to your life. Yeah, all of that. And to be and to be open about who that person might be. Yeah.
1: Because for both of us, there's an age difference, there's a race difference, there's so many differences that if we were to pigeonhole ourselves into oh, okay, so I'm this old and this race, and so I need to look for someone similar we would miss out on the best opportunities of our life. So, you know, to look outside the box and not say, Oh, I need to find this type of person, but to be open to anyone whose vibe matches yours. And you're like, Hey, you're kind of
0: cool. Like, Hey, yeah. Cool too. (laughs) Yeah. It's not only are we self searching within ourselves, but be open to other souls Mm -hmm. who, who, who gives a crap what the shell looks like, you know, just be open to the, the the soul within it and yeah, yeah you're 100 spot on with that yeah i like it we done good <laughs> we done good all right so that i think that wraps up episode 11 can't believe we're already there i can't either but fireball certainly helps yeah. get Jesus Christ! well y'all have a wonderful week and we will see y'all in two weeks when we drop episode 12 we will but definitely check out our social media
1: because we're going to continue this conversation i feel like there's a lot of afterthought that's going to go into this oh yeah
0: 100 and we're going to do better with our story and and with posting and stuff we're going to show our lives a lot more and and connect with y'all because we definitely want to be in your lives just as much as you're in in ours so oh, definitely all right y'all have a wonderful week bye